Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, September the 30th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Tet, Issachar, and Resh. Issachar, of course, is one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of counsel. The declaration today reads this. The talit symbolizes the covering of Yahweh and being surrounded by him. In this place, we listen for his voice and his sound. The all-spark of creation, our witness, where we are all one together in each other and in Yahweh, a place of action with the palm of the hand, sending forth with blessing, seeing our original intent. The head of time, the olam, the original. Now, today's declaration has a lot of stuff wrapped up inside of it. And one in particular is the fact that, once again, we've got another one of the 12 tribes of Israel being honored here, as we there are more than 27 letters in the uh, 27 days in a month. And I love it because Issachar is one that, to me, I have a, a strong connection with. And particularly because of some of the blessings that were talked about that uh, Moshe had spoken over the, tw- the tribes of Israel. He said this in Deuteronomy 33, verse 18 and on. And of Zebulon, he said, Rejoice, Zebulon, in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tents. They shall call the people unto the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall suck of the abundance of the seas and of the treasures hidden in the sand. Now, it's funny that the that word right there in that scripture, there's a Hebrew word that I've been looking at a lot lately. Uh, it's the Hebrew word Zaphon, and it's, uh, it's a really cool letter. I'll talk about it a little bit later. But in this case, it's talking about how blessed are you, Zebulon, and you're going out, and Issachar in your tents. You see, Issachar was one who was in the tents and looking into the face of Yahweh. They were the ones that dug out the scriptures. They were the ones that understood the times and the seasons. And they were the ones that also began to to really have a connection with Zebulon in the sense where if you look at it, Zebulon was in business. Issachar was in the business of looking to the face of Yahweh and then telling Zebulon what was going on and what they heard Yahweh saying. And you see, the the story goes on to say how Zebulon became very, very wealthy, and he split that uh, that that wealth with Issachar because what he would do is he would go to Issachar and say, "I want you to come in and take a look at my business. I want you to see what's going on, and I want you to help me to understand what I need to do." And so Issachar would come in, and they weren't in charge of anything, but they they instructed they. They taught the owner and they taught the people how to, to handle and how to do things. And as a result, the Zebulon became very, very, very wealthy. And so in honor, in honor of the words that had been spoken to them, Zebulon turned around and gave 50% of their profits to Issachar as a way of a thank you in, in allowing them. Because see, remember, even with Zebulon, it was a choice. They brought Issachar in. They chose to to listen to what Issachar had to say. And so now we've got this king-priest type of relationship that are going on. In the sense of business, you could see Zebulon as as the kingly part of that, the, the place of the gathering of wealth. Issachar with being the priestly aspect of this. Now, the thing about this is, is Melchizedek is both in one. 
So it doesn't have to be two separate, but yet in this case, there was a com combination of two. And it's beautiful because again, it represents this place of really who we are as sons and the fact that we are kings, priests, and sons in him. Well, the talit is then that place of the covering of Yahweh, being surrounded by him. And in this place, we listen for his voice and his sound. You see, I know when, when uh, Yahweh first took me into the secret place, that he told me that this was a place of protection. It was a place where we, I was being set aside that, that I, I could go there and I didn't have to worry about any demons or devils or anything else being there because it was the universe of two. It was just Yahweh and I. I was protected inside of his secret place, Psalms 91. And uh, in that place, I was not concerned over anything else. But yet, just like the talit, the talit is a is actually an outward expression of the same thing. As I put my talit over my head, I like to close off the front so that I can't see out of the talit. And, and once again, I've put myself in this place of an outward expression of an inward part, of an inward representation of what's going on inside my heart so that I can then block off my natural view for a purpose. I don't want to have to be able to see out of that. Matter of fact, through the talit, with my particular talit, I can still see through the talit even though I open my eyes and look through. So I can see forms and other things that are on the, on the other side of that. And it really starts to bring up a whole new perspective to that scripture that we see through a glass dimly. Because, you know, as I'm looking through my talit, I'm looking through this place of, of where there's material and I can't see the fullness of something. So I purposefully block myself off from the things that I can see in the natural so that I can see by the spiritual. Do you see that? So now it kind of changes that scripture. It gives us another way of looking at that scripture where it talks about we see through a glass dimly, but then we shall see him face to face. What's to say that that was not also a representation of us putting on our talit and, and wrapping it up? Again, that's just an outward expression of an inward place that Yahweh has taken me. But it's still the truth. It's an outward way of saying, I'm going to, to block myself away. And I choose to see through that place of my flesh dimly. I choose to look into a place where all I can see is the face of Yahweh. Kind of changes things a little bit, doesn't it? Because it's in that place where the all spark of creation, our witness, the witness of the fact that the good that Yahweh gives us, talit, when you break it down by the, the uh, word itself and the letters that compo compose the word, there's a yud, a, a tet, lamed, yud, and tav. And so inside of that talit is hidden a seed. There's a place, a zafan, a treasure that's hidden away and tucked away inside of. Zafan literally means to hide, for those of you that are, are learning that word. And that's word I was going to talk about uh, another day. But it means to hide away or to tuck away. And it's a beautiful word because it's got so many different perspectives to it. But just like inside of the tali, the yud is, is a zafan inside of that tali. It's hidden away. It's a treasure that's been hidden away. As we spend that time with Yahweh, as we, we look to see what he will say. And if we do choose to look through the tali, we're going to see dimly. We're not going to see everything in perfect clearness. 
But I don't want to see through the eyes of my flesh in perfect clearness. I want to see through my eyes of the Spirit in perfect clarity. That's my heart. And you see, the truth is, is that I have that even now. I'm still learning the process. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, sometimes it bothers me, and, and I know others that sometimes bothers when they say that it's, it's I've already have everything that I need, or I already have that, as if I've already arrived and I've already achieved. Well, the truth is, is that both are true at the same time. I've gone throughout Scripture, and Yahweh has shown me over and over and over again how something is true, and yet there's a journey, and yet there's a process, and yet there's a walking out. Just like when Yahweh began to show me about time, he began to show me where all of time was in one moment, that, that moment I call now. But at the same time, time does exist, and it exists for a purpose. It exists to allow for maturity and to allow for growth, allow for him being able to learn, to be, to be wrapped up inside the Lamed of Yahweh, the heart of Yahweh, teaching and, being, and learning from him and understanding his word wisdom and counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of the Lord are found inside of his heart. You see, all of this in the palm of the hand, sending forth with blessing, he is sending us out with his blessings in this place. He is sending us out because we have tucked ourselves away and hidden ourselves away, a treasure that he has made. We too are treasures, so we can zafan, we can hide ourselves away inside of the secret place to be able to see him and, and to be able to, to hold, and he holds us in the palm of his hands. Does this, the scripture not say that we are written on the palms of his hand? This is the original intent. This is the place where we are meant to be. This is the place where we stand, not being mastered by time, but being lords over time the Olam, the everlasting, the original intent.